Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Electric word, life, it means forever, and that's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you, there's something else. The afterworld. A world of never-ending happiness. You can always see the sun. Day or night. So when you call up that shrink in Beverly Hills, you know the one. Doctor, everything will be alright. Tobin and I came of age in the 80s, and our junior high and high school dances were full of Prince songs. So in his honor, we're going to keep getting crazy. This episode is no exception. Now, on to the show. This is the Traxxas Sector Warcast, a podcast about Warhammer 40k Conquest, the living card game from Fantasy Flight Games. Your hosts are Tobin Lopez, John King, and Carl Anderton. Episode 27. Your warlord, prince or pauper? Hey folks, so we are here, episode 27 of the Tractor Sector Warcast. My name is Tobin Lopez. I'm John King. And I'm Carl Anderton. Uh, what are we up to today, John? Well, May Day is almost here. We're looking forward to summer and the end of the school year. We'll share our grades for the first half of the Planet 4 Warlords. Will war get an A+. Will anyone get an F? Carl and I will also hesitantly listen to Tobin as he talks about his regionals win. And we'll also discuss a bit of lore regarding the Black Templars. All right, cool. Yeah, uh, since we last recorded, we had a regionals tournament. And I'm still kind of blinking my eyes and wondering <laughs> if I actually did win that. So that was, it's cool. But yep, congratulations first of all, again. thank mm-hmm. you, thank you. Uh, first of all, we want to talk about, geez, there's uh, organized play news from FFG, Announcing that their store championship applications were open at least for the card tournaments for the Star Wars stuff. It's regionals applications are due, so get those in if you if you're a store, uh, if you are a frequenter of a store, as many of our listeners are. Make sure your store is put in for their store championships because they're coming fast and furious in November after the Worlds. Yeah, which um, is interesting. Along enough. with the um, couldn't make it to Worlds um, prizes too, if I remember correctly. Yes, yes, yes yeah. They right. have. I think there's. I think maybe what the two ofs are in the store championships yeah. are the world's swag. Yeah. Right? They're, they're the, they're the run, run your events and let people know that you wish you were at the world's. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And there's, awesome. There's a concurrent yeah. world's. Yeah, there's a concurrent. It's like world celebration. I'm not sure if yeah. the store championship kit has those. It was. I think that's what they were, I okay. think that's what they were, they were implying. It was around that same sort of time. Because um, I'm pretty sure it's in the same stuff. It was meant to hit... Um, you'd have it in, in time to be able to run it across that world's weekend. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. that was my understanding. And then get together, you know, put up the stream on the on the str- the screen in the store if you have those kind of things. There's, I guess. A, there's a buddy of mine who made a very big thing of the Gen Can't. He pretty much got it yeah, into, yeah, into, yeah. Our, into yeah. our area last year, like a couple of dozen people plus. So pretty much you'd say worlds can't. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Uh, worlds, worlds is a lot less expensive to get to uh, than Gen Con is. Gen Con <laughs> yes. is you have, an, you have a... 80 85 dollar and the hotel rooms are costly and 
<laughs> but Minnesota in November, for some reason, the hotel rates are pretty, pretty reasonable. I was just going to say, though, I've recently replaced my car and I have dental surgery coming up. And both those things are cheaper than going to Gen Con. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> so, yes. You know. Yes. Yeah, Gen Con is, Gen Con is pricey. So there's yet another announcement of the War Pack, the, the fourth War Pack in the Death World cycle? Is that, am I beginning that right? Uh, Searching for truth. So that's, in th they're coming fast and furious, and they like Friday mornings, and here we sit on a Friday morning. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out! Before, before, be <laughs> before open office hours, basically, at the cafe, yeah. so, yeah. you know. We, they came out with Searching for Truth, which an, the central figure in the Searching for Truth pack is a Necrod warlord called Illuminar Zarus. Zarus. Uh, a 1 8 warlord, so he's tough, but he doesn't hit for much. And he's a 7 cards, 6 resources. Huh. I hadn't noticed that. Someone I brought that up that. before. I yeah, missed I missed that the... myself. Wow. And then the reaction after you remove any amount of damage from a Necron army unit you control, you gain a resource. So uh, that can be, that can get really weird. And it also explains because I looked at the fan first, and the fan has an uh, Astra Militarum attachment called. A hot shot lays pistol. <laughs> attached to an armor unit you control. It looks like attached unit gets plus two attack. And then it looks like it says, damage cannot re be removed from units at the at this planet, at the same planet as attached unit. And I was like, yeah. well, that's curious. Yeah. What? Remove damage. That's yeah. odd. And then I scroll down to see what the warlord can yeah. do. And now I understand. <laughs> I mean, you should clarify. What we can see is, like, remove it's at this planet, pretty right. much, which is a fair guess, but... Uh, yeah, you know, we yeah. can't see damage. We mm. cannot be removed from the units at the blank planet as the attached Yeah, unit. I mean, the call is good. There was some yeah. comments about that being a like a hard counter to the guy's effect or whatever, but if you're taking one attachment, which you're gonna, which is a plus two attack damage anyway, for Guardman, be interested, do we see, can we see the cost on that? It's a one-cost attachment. Uh, yeah, that'll, is get it get run. so it's not it's, it's not loyal. Not it is loyal. common. Oh. It is common. So it's going to get so space marines accessible, orcs accessible, and of course extra military. But I mean, can you yeah. imagine giving a snake bite thug? Oh, let's get the snake bite thug a hot shot laser pistol. <laughs> Here's five damage. Boom. Yeah, for just, total for of three, three for, for total three. Of three yeah. Just just handing them out to the um, to Star Blazing Co. Yeah, yet another yet another toy to stick on the. Um, oh yeah, the, Star Blazing Company. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So the, they're coming fast and furious. They're, they've got some really cool remove, obviously, remove damage uh, ideas yeah. coming from that. So check that out on Fantasy Flight's website. You can check out the preview yourself. And, and it's really neat. There's a, there's a dissection chamber, which I think is one of the is signature support, which is <laughs> after an army unit enters play, deal it one damage. Forced reaction. Right, force reaction. N n note the complete lack of um, of qualifications. That's an absolute. When yes. an army unit enters yep. play, ow. Yep. Ow. <laughs> bing. So it takes care of the one costers, like you know, rogue traders. Oh yeah, you can't enter. You can't enter play unless you're going to get shielded. Ooh, just about All that little stuff. Calamity. Do we know if necrons can take neutral events? I believe so. I believe necrons. We can. Cannot take neutral events. That's Tyranids can take neutral okay. events. They can't take Necrons. Nec can take neutral anything units. from. Oh, Any oh, oh! Can they take neutral events? Oh, if ooh, they can, Calamity is a mm, monster with that. Mm, can they take Absolutely. neutral events? I, I, well, <laughs> I don't know. 
I, I usually weigh in, and I'm usually <laughs> wrong. Well, yeah, we have a history. You know, right? We've got a history of that. I've got a history with the area effect stacking. I got a history with the Emperor's <laughs> Champion. It turns out. Yeah. Um, well, I was just going to say that. That's only the most recent. Well, we, we, this podcast yeah. collectively has a horrible track record. Yeah. About rules. So, so it's a, it's I, a, I would a, say it's that it's a glorious history. <laughs> yeah. In terms of rules, rules responses. Thank you very much. It's a, a, a glorious story, history. Painted story. by chaos. Well, this is a story in history in the same way the British Empire has one. Some good, some bad. Yeah. <laughs> I would put it down this way. Um, I, I immediately when I realised that, just I've been I've got calamity on the brain. I'm pondering a Tyranid deck with it. I look at that and go, "That's absolutely awful." So my guess is that Necrons can't take neutral offence. Well, no, <laughs> we'll they, you know, they, I, I was going to say we were talking about so Tyranids I'm, I'm can I'm pretty not sure they use, can. That's what my that's what my argument. <laughs> we're going around in circles here. I remember seeing some conversation about some of the um, of the Necron effects. Yeah, based on so how calamity. Many, if calamity could be yeah. played in a Necron deck, that could be. It could be better. Yeah, because we are talking about cards that aren't out in the box yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Full, three or four packs in with new friends. Well, yeah. But yeah. On, yeah. on the schedule we're looking at, as we sit here, Final Gambit arrives next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yep. very likely the Necrons box could arrive in four to five weeks. Right, but I'm saying yeah. probably oh, yeah, in the yeah. Necrons box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, 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 yeah. in the little rule book, they'll be like, yes, in, you can take in neutral, terms of one large, events. Yeah, I was going to say, in terms of one large box and three full complete sets of packs, before we see how this... The yeah. context for this thing, we, we don't know. But it sounds right now hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Say. That just sounds comedy. So <laughs> what we want to do, I think, now is, as we're approaching the end of the, as we mentioned in our teaser, we're approaching the end of the Planet Fall cycle. Final Gamut's coming out. And what's her name? Taliesin Farnall? Farnall? I've been going for Taliesin. I think it's closest. Taliesin Farnall. It's the simplest pronunciation without getting... Farnall. Okay, Farnall. So, so... The first four warlords of the Planet Fall cycle were Broderick War, Commander Starblaze, Arcane Selene Morn, and Barzul. So, I'd like to. I was thinking about. I'm I'm in the midst of grading papers and <laughs> trying to put final final touches on my semester. So I was thinking in in this as I was drawing up the outline, and I think we should grade these guys now. Carl, you brought up a good point in the when we talked earlier. That you don't want to just give them one grade, yeah. right? I, I, you I, want to grade yeah. them on a more holistic scale mm-hmm. and on three dimensions. We came up with power, complexity, and interest and/or fun. As you said, the school year is ending, so we need to see what their scores are in um, in uh, power level one hundred and one, um, an introduction to complexity, and an elective in fun and interest. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So. How should we how should we go about doing this? Do you want to do each power each each warlord in turn and on the all three ratings? I sure. think that's probably the easiest. Okay. Yeah, I guess it's the simplest method there. Yeah, um, I'm just going to say we should make these clear. The, the reason I, I um, Tobin came in to me saying like, hey, I want, uh, you, you still seem we're going to um, number rate all the warlords, and I immediately went like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like no. yeah. number rating, number rating. I we have, don't do that. I, I we don't like. Say, we don't I, like I, doing yeah, that. Stuff, a, do we? There are various people I follow on the interwebs, and there are always those people who make jokes about like it's arbitrary. You're going to disagree with us. I think with three numbers, we're probably even making it ever so slightly worse. But at least we're getting across the point that some of these guys are strong, where some of them are fun, mm-hmm. some of them are strong and fun. So that's great. Some of them maybe not. You know. So th- these are going to be opinions where we're airing here as normal in in, in recorded fashion. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you can still use neutral cards as oh, you wish. Cards. Calamity. So, and I'll remove that from the. Edit. <laughs> That's fine. Okay, so let's start with Broderick War. He's an astro-military warlord. 
seven 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 cards seven resources he starts as a two six six mm-hmm. we don't have him out i don't have him out right now <laughs> i know him well i probably should mm-hmm. yeah, so we, we have yeah mm-hmm. yeah of all people that should know him i probably should right two six and he's been laying waste to the Traxxas sector uh, almost upon his entrance. Yeah. Almost so, upon his entrance. So he brings up a good point here. I think it's one we need to address as we start this. Power level is problematic because power level, obviously, some warlords are flat numerically, ability more powerful than others. No one's, no one's going to deny that Kato's not powerful, no matter what state the meta's in. He right. gives you money, he's strong. The other thing is, he's in Marines. So we do have to kind of consider what faction they're in. And where some of that power level is coming from, mm-hmm. and the third one is obviously the meta point. We can't we can't discuss them outside of that effectively. So we have to um, look at war here and go. The first thing we have to say is um, the obvious one is yeah, war's winning. So clearly his power level is high. He's winning all over the darn place. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. repeatedly. He's In the current meta, yeah, he's. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the grade that Broadwick War earns, at least from my perspective, for power is an A. On now he's not an A plus because, and he might even. I might even trend him towards A minus because I played him in three store championships and I went nine and three in those three, going three and one each time, and the one loss was because the planet flop didn't favor me, mm-hmm. and I kept playing him saying, okay, at one point I'm going to get four consecutive games or three, three, three or four consecutive meaningful games where the planet flop is not going to, it's going to come up well for me. Every right? game. That's every a game. very fair point. The, the, his main. Despite the fact that we've seen him everywhere, that ever, ever since he came out, everyone's like, "This guy's amazing. He's the guy to beat or the guy to play." We we have kind of still danced around the the point that his one major weakness is occasionally blue, blue, blue. Oh, that's yeah. not help. You know, red, blue, red, blue, red, blue. I mean, there's there was a one of the one of the losses where is were non the my opponent had initiative to begin with. All three of his initiative plants were non-green. My two initiative planets were green, and his three his three initiative planets that were non-green also led him to victory. Mm-hmm. So all he ha- he doesn't he doesn't have to touch the green ones. Yeah. So I had to put up a fight at one of the ones where he had initiative and I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And then another game there's there are six green planets, there are six of each planet in in the thing. So you're going to get one of each one at least one green in the first five planet block. And I got exactly that. I got one green planet. It was Osis 4, and it was Planet 5. <laughs> and that was one of the other losses. And I was like, oh, okay. There like, that sucks. <laughs> so, you know, his power level is good, but it's not 100%. So that's where I'm going A, A- on power. Yeah. I, I would add in as well, when, when, when I mentioned all this, um, to me, the, um, the, the A rating of power on a Warlord says that he's Tier 1, first of all. But not only tier one, he's proven provenly strong and winning regularly. So I would say that yeah, war war easily gets an A okay. on that rating. Yeah, right. simply because not only is he plainly strong numerically, we can look at his tricks. Yep. He's been he's actually been tested tested in the field and come back successful. Yep. You know, yep. clearly yep. so. You know, like you know, Kiff would be in the same same rating, for example. And what about you, John? What's your grade for him? I would give him an A as well. Okay. I mean, just. Uh, I, I think maybe, um, yeah, you, you know, you're right. N- n- he's not an A plus, but then again, if a warlord was an A plus, then I, that no matter what you did, this warlord was winning. That that would suck. Yeah. So everybody's yeah. got to have a weakness, and I, and I think you know, Broderick War, Astro Militarum in general is a very strong faction now, which is awesome. Uh, Broderick War is probably the strongest out of the all the all the Astro Militarum warlords. 
uh, just in the in the fact that he's not affect he doesn't have to be at the planet to affect somebody like Kotiez. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't have an inherent weakness in the fact that uh, you've got to sacrifice units to really to really power up uh, like you do with Kotiez. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Astro Militarum they've got a lot of strong mid tier units that are just cheap. So you you can b- basically. Get them out as fast as fast and furious as you want. They've got some good command uh, snipers with uh, your uh, uh, your sanction psychers and your iron guard recruits. So you know that, that's why I think they're a really strong faction and why war is is uh, dominating so well. Yeah, yeah, and it, like because I think part of it is also that people are playing him because. If you're a fan of the 40k universe, you have your thing, and there's plenty of fans of the Astro Military or Imperial Guard, as it were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like me, and I think you, John, yeah. like we've been reading the God's Ghost stuff, and so so we really wanted. I mean, heck, I played Strachan at Worlds in 2014. Yeah, so I mean, that, right? that goes right I, to the I fun. I really wanted to play. I, I just, yeah, I, I, I mean, that goes that goes right to the fun and interest, which for me, which I think is an A for War as well. Skipping over complexity for a moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's subjective to every person because every person is going to have their own. It's like, I really like the Tau. Yeah, the Tau, yeah, to me, are fun. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I, I really have a hard time with Dark Eldar. So, yeah. you know, I, 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 I just have to jump in. As, as you said all that, I just started considering um, Ibram Gaunt as a warlord. First of all, his four signature units will all be different. They'd all be named characters from the setting. I'm yeah. like, ooh, I can come up with this. <laughs> I'm sure I can come up with this. And then you, then you brought the point there of bringing up the fun and interest level on war. Now, for me, it's not going to be an A because he's not because as a, as a an interesting and fun one to play, he's not doing it for myself. But you make a fair point though. That's entirely opinion and style. If you're sitting there thinking in terms of the Imperial Guard as a whole and going, "Oh, I'm throwing up my guardsmen and this is my kind mm-hmm. of deal," right. as, a, as a light swarmy deck that he is, mechanically, he doesn't do the whole deal for me. And guardsmen have never been apart from uh, what do you call it, uh, armored fist, the heavy armor company stuff that I played a fair bit. Guardsmen have never been a major deal for me to play. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's it, I, I had him considerably lower in the. In the um, in the fun fun rankings, right, more right, like, more like a yeah. And, and I had him, yeah. I had him as a as you know. I like the range stuff. I tend to, I t- that's what my decks focused on a lot. So I I went with. I, I guess I would give him a B, B on fun, B in interest, and that's subjective. I, I I love playing him, but having played him so much during the store championship and then obviously at the regionals, now I don't pull him out. Now he stays in the box, and I don't pull him out unless. We're gonna go. We both players agree that we're gonna go hammer and tongs, mm-hmm. and I think we've gone hammer and tongs enough for the last four months that everybody's kind of burned out. They it just want to play a nice. It's been a busy time. Yeah, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah. They want to play a nice, like, hey, let's just experiment. Let's just dabble in these things. Mm-hmm. Let's play for yeah. fun. And fair enough. So yeah, C, C plus would be my final rating on the fun. That's the opinion one. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, but so, you're right. The, so the complexity fun and interest is completely subjective. Complexity for playing him, you know. I play him, and I tend to take every decision very, very seriously. He's not as complex timing-wise as Anshi or maybe even Mavros, because I've been playing a little bit of Mavros lately. Mm-hmm. He's not as complex as maybe Barzul, but you, to make him really good, you can make him just like timing-wise complex. Mm-hmm. For instance, um, we had a game that was off-camera, so this isn't this wasn't captured, but. I was playing Elliot last at the regionals, and he he had one ranged unit. I didn't have any ranged units. I'm playing like he had four or five guys at the planet. I had four or five guys, 
And so he attacks. He says, okay, action window. He gives three other guys preemptive barrage. I think he had one guy that had range. So he gave three guys preemptive barrage. He has four. My guys are all bigger than his. And so he attacks with range. He attacks with range. He kills. He goes for one of my big guys. I shield one. And then I give my guys. So he didn't. So I don't have range when he attacks. I give three of my guys range. And then I go pop, pop. Like, so, when, so then my big guys are shooting larger mm-hmm. bullets at his range guys than his range guys are shooting at me. <laughs> and his, his, his range phase is over before mine is. <laughs> He's right. like, yes, we brought guns to the gunfight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so you want to do so the range game? Let's do thing, range. That little timing <laughs> thing is, you know, people are like, oh, okay, I have range too, right? Mm-hmm. But there's an action window in there where you don't need to give them information that, oh, yes, you have range too. So you can make him a little bit more complex. Mm-hmm. He's not. He doesn't require it. Yeah. Right. Say, so yeah. I would say he's about a B, B-ish, B plus or so on, on complexity. Yeah, it all depends on. I think with the Astro Mill term, there's so many things you can do with the decks. For me, complexity comes down to either is there an inherent mechanic like Bar Azul, or are you playing like a lot of attachments to right. as far and bringing that stuff. Yeah. And so you can make a straight vanilla Astro Militarum deck where it's like I've got nothing but units, nothing but shields. I'm going to overwhelm you. Okay, great. Or it's like I've got I've got a bunch of little units and I've got a, two at least two attachments for every unit, <laughs> you know. Right, and I'm right, going to be right. ambushing them out. I'm, right. you know. So well, you, you can make it you can make it incredibly complex. Right. And then there's yeah. Anshi, which who is <coughs> who is really complex. Yeah. And once you get the the orbital city into play and timing the wise and getting people back and yeah. untapping them and readying them and and exhausting them and whether you're attacking or not and triggering that ability with area effect or not. And yeah, I mean, wow. Yeah. Right. To, to, to help quantify that, I think you say there's there's complex there's certain um, warlords that are complex in terms of, like you say, the moving parts. Here are all the various things I have right. to get out and get right. built and laid out to it to work and make those play together. Or, or you say the the timing, the um, choices, where you attack, how you attack, where you go in a commit phase. Right. That's a, com- a complex thing right. as well. Um, and and so so, so once she requires yes yeah requires you to highly be complex yeah very aware of those. Broderick War probably doesn't. So I mean, I'd say B. It's a little disingenuous to give a complexity of B because it depends on uh, what does he require, not what does he bring. He doesn't bring yeah. a lot, of, a great deal of complexity to the game. Mm-hmm. I, I, I felt, I felt, I'm, I'm, I'm looking down my list of things I've pre-graded stuff. So I'm thinking more of a C on complexity. Okay. I think, I think War is strong enough and has enough going on that most people can sit down and do well with him, mm-hmm. as yeah. opposed to ones that require much higher player skill to yeah. get yeah. Yeah. the top out of. Yeah, that's just. Think these are all subjective. This is this is where Absolutely. we end up. As soon as we Absolutely. start throwing numbers around or let you know al- algebraic terms in this case, right? Right. You know, we we get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. what about what about what's your complexity grade, John? I would say B plus A minus. You know, it, again, and that's the thing. You made a great point. Is the warlord complex or is the deck he's playing complex? Mm-hmm. Right. And so, I, there's so many things that you can do with. I'm I'm falling more in the lines of the deck build rather than the warlord itself. So that's that's my opinion on on these grades. It's it, because you know no warlord stands alone. It's all with the deck that you bring yeah. with it. The things you commonly see people playing with that warlord. Yeah, well, well, well the things that, things that I commonly play. I, yeah. You know, I, I'm basing this all on everything that I've done with these warlords, mm-hmm. um, or you know whether playing playing them or playing against them. Uh, with Broderick War, I've seen a lot of both, and it, it could either be straight, like I said, straight vanilla, like oh okay everything, or like ah I'm putting on these laser rifles and I've got dozer blades on my. Valkyries and I've got, you know, all <laughs> kinds of fun stuff. So, 
or those are blades on your tar, your Tarin, Tarin APC. That is Torak. a Torak. Torak. Torak APC. Oh, yeah. that, that's a good unit. I like that <laughs> unit a lot. That's a fun one. I was going to say, I should, I should, since we're talking about the regional, I should mention that the round round one regional where someone dropped two Toroxes at planet one, to which my response was, okay, I'll go deal with planet two. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be here anyway in a moment. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's <laughs> which, true. Which they were. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So moving on to from war to Commander Starblaze, who is a... <laughs> I can't ever say that without just kind of laughing. I know. So okay, so two six. He's a seven seven warlord. He uh, you may include common uh, astro militarum cards in your deck, but cannot include other cards from a non tau faction. After this warlord commits to a planet, move one astro militarum unit you control to an adjacent planet, from an adjacent planet to this planet. So he came out with war, mm-hmm. right? He was one of your favorites, John, yep. for a while. Yeah. I think it's fair to say Still is. he's been he's been had a little bit of overshadowing in the local tournament scene. Yeah. Not 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 um not deservedly so, I feel. He, yeah, he, yeah. he has been overlooked. Yeah. I yeah. think with the coming of age of uh Shadow Sun, mm-hmm. especially with Auxiliary Armor that came out in the pack after this one, I think, that with Starblaze came out in that we were all drooling over. Mm-hmm. I think Auxiliary Armor and this that Space Marine Shadow Sun combination has made Shadow Sun kind of maybe the towel. Yeah, of choice. well, especially the the boat, uh, the um, the Enclave. Oh yeah, yeah the Enclave yeah. card oh, so really made oh. really made Shadow yeah. Sun kind of go. Yeah. Wow, I could get Space Marine units out for two or yeah. one. Yeah. And, it's and, like, you, and, yeah. and it's funny because we looked at that when you and I, I think the three of us, we looked at that first. We're like, oh, another Starblaze card. Mm-hmm. Right, and we're well, and then, yeah. But I then mean, you realize, well, wait that's a minute, the thing. Astro Militarum units aren't that expensive. Like, yeah, that that's that was that was my downfall. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to put these in a Star Blaze, and I'm going to have and and uh, you're right. I mean, you're like, oh, great. So instead of paying two, I'm paying one. Why am I why am I have this card in here? Um, I retooled my Star Blaze deck to play the bigger uh, AM units. AM units. Yeah. So guess what? <laughs> Shrieking Basilisk <laughs> for oh. for three. <laughs> Oh, you have two. He's a he's a five cost. You put him out there, and I've actually got him out for two because I am even doing muster the guard with him. Oh my gosh! So (laughs) okay, that's a bit worried. It is it is my starblaze death from afar. Everything's there's rattling dead eyes, Varela marksman, gun drones, shrieking basilisks. You know anything that, and everything that I can put range on. Well, having having so. um, oh, shrieking is a six. six. Oh, it's so, six. So you're right. Four, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, it's five, oh, well, yeah. dear lord. The, but yeah. the enclave, but the enclave with a with makes the, it a four. The guard makes it three, and he's a three cost. And he's yeah. a three cost. Yeah. Yeah. So no. yeah. So so three cost, so, uh, three five range unit. Yeah. 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 So I haven't got him out for two. I've <laughs> I've only got him out for I've got him out for three. But Again, so, I haven't yeah. played anybody live. This has all been test stuff. Well, I would say. Um, having seen the Sasalan the Sasalan um, card turn up alongside and Valkyries um, are awesome, yeah, Bone Singer stuff, and seeing how that operates out, I think you hit on a good point, which is maybe the way we look at price reducers is not literal economy; it's enabling the ability to play out larger play out larger units. By that I mean the way that the reason that doesn't work in Starblaze is you go, here's all my small guard guys. Oh, one of them's free. Cool, that's that's nice, but it's not particularly powerful. Right. Whereas in the terms of something who's playing out. A number of smalls than a single big. Yes, yeah. that that kind of power uh-huh. swing is stronger for the cost. Uh-huh. You see what yeah. I'm saying? The reducer is more effective. Well, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, because yeah. There, well, there were so many times in the tournament where you're looking at your opponent, and you're like, okay, they don't have any resources. Precisely, he's only going to get the four. I think I've got you know the units and all this, and then I was playing. Um, it wasn't Case who was playing the the uh, Michael. Did you play Michael? Yeah, yeah. the the topsy. 
Uh, I had to apologize to Carl because um, I think my strength of schedule would have pushed him into the top eight, <laughs> except for except for the fact that I got a fourth round bye. Oh, so my strength oh, schedule because I, I, I lost I lost to Carl and I lost to Michael who was the top seed going into going into the final cut. So Swiss, yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. Carl would have bumped from ten to eight on that. So I apologize. I kept you out of the final <laughs> eight there. I, I did try to do my try to do my best there. But um, anyway, so I, I was looking at this and it's like, okay, so he's only got he's only going to get the four resources. I think I can get this last planet, and all of a sudden it's Bonesinger Choir, Bonesinger Choir, um, and he drops his uh, Wraith Guard for three, <laughs> two, Mighty Wraith Knight, yeah, everything who's not who's not a spirit is exhausted. It's like, well, that's good game. That's the end of that one. Yeah. Good game. Welcome, that, that welcome to that deck. Yeah, Michael, that was an awesome deck, obviously, since you were top seed going in. Um, you know, it, it, it went really well. But, yeah, I mean, I think those cost reducers, it's great when you get them early. Okay, but I, you're right. The power swing in the third or fourth or fifth planet mm-hmm. where you're, somebody's already built up and it's like, oh, yeah, nope, I've only, I'm only going to have to pay three for a big badass that just comes out. And you're like, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I, have, I got no response. I would also say, and I realize that I, I, I walked off my original point, Back on Starblaze side of things, the reason that Sasalam um, card is not as strong with his build as it could be with the large marines getting cheap is it's unique, right? Yes. Yeah. So that I think that's the big deal. The one big guy per turn is far more effective than one extra free dude. Right. If it was, if you could get, yeah, you know, yeah, three the bonus requires nothing. That would be ridiculous. Not you know. unique, as I found yes, out. I exactly. Mean. But has a decent restriction on things that yeah. are expensive. So yeah. Yep. But yeah, uh, Starblaze. Um, power level wise, that's the thing. Every time, every time we've seen a card for the last three packs, like the what was the um, the most recent, the four three we got for war last pack. I forget the name. The, the yeah, the, he. If you win a planet on green, you can choose not to trigger the battle ability. Play him for free, him for and free. then Sasalam Sasalam Shrine Guard. All these are apart from the, the loyals. All these are fantastic things for Starblaze. Yeah, but obviously we're gonna look at it and go. Well, holy cow, Wall's going to love that. Well, Where in the background, there's a little tail going. he came out, like, remember, we were complaining last podcast, like, oh, two days, we get to new cards two days ahead of time. Yeah. I didn't put any either one of those Astro Militarum cards into my deck, nor did I put the Orc cards into my deck. Yeah. And and those four threes might actually work for him. Oh, yeah. Because they are, oh, bigger, Lord, they are yes. bigger yeah. guys. I face those. In war, deck. your deck, the, the deck is packed already, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's so packed. I don't necessarily need another unit, and if I if you don't win a planet, I, I oftentimes want to trigger whatever it is on the greens. I looked at the mm-hmm. greens. I said, when am I not going to trigger these things? Mm-hmm. Right? You might not trigger um, Taurus, which is a the, the if you have more mm-hmm. than that, don't don't do that. So that yeah, that'd be yeah. kind of the, be the benefit. That, that, Otherwise, I want to trigger them. All. I, I I wow, that that's a good point because Taurus. There's oftentimes, I mean. Whether I'm going to win Taurus or if you know, I'm losing Taurus, if I lose Taurus, I usually make sure that I have less or equal. Right. You know, because yeah. I don't want my opponent being able to trigger that, especially early. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, so I've I've often been like, okay, let's see, this guy's gonna die. All this is like, hey, four and four, perfect. You know, so so even though he my opponent wins that, they're not gonna they're not gonna be able to get any benefit from yeah. that. Other than the so icons. you know, the green planets that we have here, maybe maybe you don't trigger Yavarn, and maybe you don't trigger. Taurus, if you have a choice, because well, Yvarn is—it's like you get—you get to—you get, to, it's you like, get to play him yourself. It, yeah, it's yeah. like you yeah. get—you get, only you get the benefit. That's true. That's true. So you would—you would exchange Yvarn's trigger to play this guy to play the 
that that unit. Yeah. The three, yeah. I, so well, also and a planet too. Yeah, like, he, he, like goes to a plan. he goes yeah. to a planet. He goes to a planet. I mean, I so, think as yeah. standard war deck, you don't trigger that ability. So the, the other person is probably going to have a bigger unit than you. Yeah. The odds are great. You know, in, in, a, in a standard war. But otherwise, there's, you know, discarding a card from hand, taking a resource from them, removing a damage from target unit, or moving a warrior There's unit been a lot of around. times where I'll, or I'll win. Unit. I'll win Asus 4. And uh, my war my uh, opponent doesn't have a resource for me to yeah. take. Yeah, mm -hmm. there might be that. Yeah, that yeah. could be a, that so, could yeah. be an option. Well, there's uh, there's definitely also, options. I'd also change that like, you're talking like later and later later turn. The, the steal one steal one resource from your opponent could be amazing, but then it could also be a four three in the middle of a battle. You know, right? Which is some, ready for battle, which is know? really you know much yeah. better because that's, that's what happened to me. I'll tell you right now. Oh, one of the war I was playing oh, got two wow. of them down, and I was like, "Yep, that's over." <laughs> that's well, because there have been times where I've been. I've been choked out of resources, and my opponent's sitting there on five or six. It's like, if I steal one, does it really... It helps yeah. me, but does it hurt them? Yeah. Right. Not really. Right. I think so. the, the benefit of that type of unit there, in the same way as the, as the Rev Revenant for Eldar is, mm -hmm. is the option to go, that green effect's useless for me. I'll have a dude. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. I'll take one instead. Yeah, nothing yeah. compares to you. So so that's that's cool. Um, nothing compares to that, getting that unit out and and really pushing that battle. Barrier so effect. power wise, <laughs> I'm thinking Starblaze is a B. Yep, uh, exactly. We'll what see. I rated. Uh, it, it, yeah. it's, it's also we're also using we're using. I'm going to get a little speechy here, but we're using norm referenced uh, rating. So we're grading these guys on a curve against their peers. Yeah, exactly. Right? So yeah, and which is really the only way we can. Yeah, I I would clarify B. I think is still in the tier one, but it's the stuff that hasn't provenly done been strong. Oh, That's I, I yeah. See, I I would put A. I'd put A A minus B plus in tier one. I don't know that I would okay. put a B, B. B just B. below. Fair enough. Yeah, the tier one point five, tier two. I guess. And right. I think Starblaze is right there. Uh, complexity mm -hmm. wise, I don't know his the the reaction after Warlord commits to the planet after he moves. You move one astral military and you control from an Adjacent planet to that planet, that could prove itself to you know. I've seen you you played him a few times and been like, oh crap, I oh, I got mm -hmm. I got no way to trigger this right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he can be a little complex. I don't know that anybody figures him out. So yeah. I, he's a little bit more complex than Warriors. Uh, a, a few of the units that either he takes or he's um, intending to take have a lot of positional. Is there a guard unit here? Have I moved something on? You know that kind of thing. So I'd agree that he's. I got him in the B's for complexity. I think he is more complex than average. Yeah. Kind of feel to and, play, and then fun and interest-wise for me. Well, John, what's your complexity grade? Oh, I think that? he's. I like him. He's probably bees across the board for me. Okay. Uh, and then fun and interest. I want to play him. This is a guy that I want to mm -hmm. play. And, and had I had the time this week to build a Starblaze deck, I probably would have built one. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, but he's just the the theme again. That's mm -hmm. Militarum. He's for the greater good, right? Yep. <laughs> for the greater good, we're taking you on, and yeah. that's that's where it falls for me. And so there may be someone, there may be, we've seen a release, she came out and she wasn't that strong to begin with, but maybe the purple rain of Selene Morn <laughs> is upon us, right? I the, think so. The time that she has, that maybe she takes that mantle from Kith is upon us. And she, because with the release of some Cabalites and some Raiders in the following packs, and Selene Morn has... Say, and gut and pillage. Gut and pillage. Um, we'll yes. get into that in a gut second, but oh my word. Gut, yeah, gut and, and pillage, and, and then the shuriken catapult. Yeah, all oh, the catapult. Oh, shuriken oh. catapult. <laughs> Release of that, man. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. it's like diamonds Clay and pearls. Diamonds and pearls. Shuriken color. <laughs> and you just come in for six. So uh, it's it's quite amazing. And then even the uh, little 
red Corvette thing, the the Sam Haynes bike, the mm-hmm. jet bike. Yep. That uh, was cool. It's yeah. a, a, the it's an Eldar unit. I kept wanting to say I yeah. kept wanting to say Tau, but it's an yeah. Eldar unit. Mm-hmm. Came out in the last pack. And I'm, I'm going to say Wrath Crusaders. I mean, in a similar similar way, similar feel to Kith. Um, Selene is not particularly worried about what her allies are because a lot of the stuff she wants is in faction. She's yeah. not. She's not like I have yeah. to go elsewhere for other toys. Yeah. So yeah, good, taking the Eldar side for that bike is. Yeah, yeah so nice. do you go Eldar yeah. Control or do you go Chaos Destruction? I'm trying to remember, the one I ran up against a deck that um, completely blindsided me on the on the uh, regionals playing my um, fairly standard Eldarath. I'm trying to think what Jason allies he was Jason I'm trying was to Jason, he, he, yeah. was, he was playing Eldar. He was, yeah, playing was, Eldar. was it Eldar allies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think he, I don't he, 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 he beat me yeah. about the head and shoulders with that deck the night before. <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't it was yeah, yeah, but it was awesome. Eldar card on the table. I don't think he put a non-dark Eldar card when I played him at least. And that was, wow! Yeah, then that then was, he he had a he had a bad draw against you because uh, he he was playing shuriken catapults in the deck that I had, and it, it, uh, when I was going against him, so it was kind of like, wow, okay, so I'm at a red planet, or even if you had a plan with a raider, uh, which is also qualifies as warriors, you can ambush out this attachment, which gives it a plus three attack. So, uh, yeah, he was uh, he was effectively you know hunting my warlord, mm-hmm. I real easily. Yeah, I didn't and, find and, that and, and here's a fun story about that. He had gone in to that Friday, like we had a Friday night meetup at the the night before the regionals because Wrath of the Crusaders came out and we all wanted to give each other a chance to really test out these decks and run run them through kind of the grinder. And so Jason shows up. He has a Selene Morn. He's that's the second deck, but he's really thinking Eldoroth. So he plays Eldoroth and he doesn't win a single match. It was either three or four games. He gets completely trounced, right? So then he turns to Selene Morn. And he wins two games, maybe three that night, including one against me in my war deck. So then he's like, okay. I mean, the entire, like, the last two weeks, he spent, like, Eldoroth, Eldoroth, Eldoroth. And then 11th hour, he says, no, Morn, I'm good. And he ends up getting fifth. He yeah, got he was in sixth the, in the yeah, split. He was, he was in the yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, so, I, I would, I think there's a, a comment to be made there, and it's a fair comment on, on Morn as well, which is there's a lot to be said for surprise value. Yes, in both, absolutely. In terms of what he decky bought absolutely. and how she operates. And, oh, my God. So yeah. everyone's sort of like, I, well, even, cause I even played opposite it. him, and I didn't see the gut and pillage coming. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, put exactly. go there. And, and I'm like, why is he? Oh, crap. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and all of a sudden, yeah. he's like, yeah, I have no action, no action. There's nothing, There's nobody else at the planet. Morin goes and just triggers the planet ability. Oh, by the way, yes, I am going to get three credits and yeah. trigger the battle ability. Battle or three resources. Yeah. I, can, yeah. I can easily quantify how the, the blowout, the complete blowout game I had went, which was my opening as Eldraft was completely standard. I got three command, three planets command um, presence very nice and strongly with one with one I can fight for, yeah? And then the end of that um, end of that uh, headquarters phase, I had two command guys bad at HQ, and the other one was completely dead. So I'd lost my entire command presence <laughs> in one round. And he had probably he probably had money coming out. Coming well, yeah, out he'd already earned, he already earned three from gut and pillage. Period. Oh, and he kept he did that at least twice again for the rest yeah. of the game. Yeah, uh, just yeah. Che- chewed out. Yeah. So, yeah. So power level. <laughs> <laughs> power level. I I put her at she's she can be iffy because her benefit is only once per phase it's only at red planets which are tend to be paired with blue there's less red single red planets than there are of green or single green planets great there's two Mm -hmm. green single planets and then there's more red so 
and that's been an issue for me in the past. Like when mm-hmm. I played her, I'm like, I, it's not great. And so you, sometimes you go for the gut and pillage win, and that's going to be it, it costs you. Mm-hmm. It costs you a unit, and maybe the unit isn't worth the three that you got out of the mm-hmm. out of the gut and pillage. Well, I found, I found but, a lot of it. Was but good, I put her to B plus ish, A minus ish. She's not war, yeah, but B, she's in there. B plus is exactly what I said. Clearly, clearly powerful, not quite that crazy end with some variance issues. And I think partly because of the second thing on the complexity end is she, she is not simple to play. To yeah, play she against, can be. To play. It can be a little. Uh, yeah, and we we talked about this both with Mavros because I played Mavros mm-hmm. those those couple days. And I also played, I've been playing her. And I'm of the conclusion, and I, I, I talked to a lot of people who are, don't disagree with me, I guess I should say, which is that she needs one more Cabalite, one more, one, more, one more Cabalite unit, or one more Raider unit. And then Mavros needs either one more Black Templars unit or one more Unstoppables unit. Because mm-hmm. they don't quite have a critical mass to play with. Right? You can... Uh, so, I mean, you can play Mavros. In Mavros, you can play the one-cost Apprentice or the seven-cost Dreadnought thing. Mm-hmm. But those are unreasonable to me. Yeah. So we'll, you're only locked into a couple of... We'll, we'll get into that Mavros next time. Um, yeah. I found Mavros to be attached Marines and win. But anyway, <laughs> when I, I, I literally did that the Sunday after regionals. Uh-huh. I went, I'm going to test if you need you guys out. I've seen stuff. Mavros, here's what I think you should go in there. Never lost a game all day. Oh wow, yeah, that's so, good. Yeah, that's so good. monstrous. Yeah, no, no, he's he's very powerful. He's yep. very powerful. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I'm an incredibly easy professor. I, I give her a name. Okay, yeah. All right. Yeah. Good fun, enough. I would say as well, fun and interest. There's no doubt at all that there is a lot of stuff going on in that deck, and even as the opponent, you can appreciate. A well, well executed execution. Yeah, which is what you mm-hmm. apply. So even then, I, w- I would say a be on the fun interest bit. Definitely. Yeah, when you like, when you see death raining down on you, you know like, you're well, still kind of like this is <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> you know. Oh goodness! <laughs> you know sometimes sometimes you just, you know and that's the weird thing playing against Kith and watching my inevitable doom you know approaching in the chimera tokens sucks yeah. <laughs> you know playing playing against our you know uh, the archon watching my inevitable doom approach with the cabalite raiders on their flyers with their with their shuriken catapults that was a thing of beauty <laughs> yeah yeah when you well because so you know i i'm you, biased now it's now mm-hmm. it's like okay i don't clavex if she has she has four, there might be a claim. I still hate that now, now effing you, card. Now, now you <laughs> have to fear Jason, if she has six. Backlash. Clavex shurikens. Here comes yeah. six for yeah. you. Yeah, wow. get, get rid of your big bad, yeah. and I'm going to bloody your warlord. And uh, gee, what else do I get to do this turn? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Really? You? Like, what else are you going to do this turn? How about you? I was going to say, as someone when playing, you playing person, you. Sorry. <laughs> John got on a train there. <laughs> yeah, as, as, as someone playing more assassiny tricks, I want people to be more afraid of assassination, so that's fine by me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, yeah, it's... Totally. And, I mean, I thought it was I thought it was easy in Astro Militarum, but you got to have a lot of work. It's Astro Militarum, the assassination gun, is kind of like a, a something that you smuggled in in 17 parts, well, and you're say. assembling... It, it, in in with the with the art with uh, Slain Morn, it's like you just walk in with a shotgun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know uh, nobody happens to notice. And you just have to load it. You just yeah. have to yeah. load it with yeah. the shells. By yeah. by by, Karachan Outpost Number Two at Green Planet. Yeah. You're kind of going well. Here we go. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. in the case of her, you never quite know. Exactly. <laughs> never quite. You know. I gave her a complexity of probably an A minus an A, mm-hmm. and fun and interest. Yeah. Yes, she's she's still fun and interesting, mm-hmm. and she's not Kith. 
Yeah. Right? So it's a, it's a different type of purple. Different elbow. Barzul, last but not least, the big hateful man who <laughs> is still defies all logic, and at least I was going to me. say, who, 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 won, who won a few hearts when he came out, at least, if not many games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah who knows exactly. what happened since so everyone was playing him for a little while. Barzul yeah. is the 0-5 Chaos Warlord who, as a reaction, uh, after a unit you control at this point takes damage, move all of that damage to this Warlord. It's a 0-5-7-7. But when he becomes bloodied, he becomes a 3-11. He is a corn worshipper. Corn, yeah. corn worshipper. Yeah. He's in the vein of corn. Yeah. So he's a big bad. He is... Uh, I'll just jump right straight to complexity and say A-plus there. Yeah. <laughs> he is very complex. Really? I, I'm think? still not sure... I. I, I, if, he gets, if he gets arch- if he gets his nails mm-hmm. if he gets his nails he's a lot easier yeah because then but you, you think it's a hard, a hard I mean I, I would, when you bloody him yeah well I mean yeah I, I would I would I would yeah I guess I don't know I, I'd, hmm. otherwise he's not hit he's hitting yeah. for zero he's triggering in combat doesn't hit for anything if you don't have cards to support him at that planet yeah well I, I, I wasn't uh, okay I, I guess I wasn't necessarily equating hard to play with complexity as such necessarily see what I'm saying I agree it's tough to play I think that's a large part of his power level I think his power level is low because he's because there isn't an easy answer on exactly how he should be played right now okay you know I didn't think I, when I felt when I played him uh, the game varied between there doesn't seem to be a whole lot I can do and that this is absolutely obvious right what I should do now, okay, maybe that maybe that is that, that does push the complexity of your decisions up a little bit when you figure out how to move the game more towards the. This is absolutely obvious because mm-hmm. yeah. I had him at a C for complexity. I felt his 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 methods and tactics seem very straightforward. A lot of the chaos stuff, honestly, is until you get into Zarafer's weird screwing with people kind of stuff. Right, yeah. right, right. Well, I I think it, again it goes to the deck deck you build. I I'm, I'm messing around with the Zarathur elite teleporter cultist deck, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> so so. I, I like my jank. Barzul is the. If you're a professor, he's he's the kid in the class that's quiet, that has a locked journal and doesn't talk much. But you know that inside that locked journal must be beautiful poetry. Okay. Right. You know, but you don't know how to quite unlock it. Um, when you do, you'll realize it's nothing but you know poems about raining blood and I was gonna say, you know from, walking across rock, <laughs> walking across you know the 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 dismembered bodies of your victims because he is a corn warlord after I was going to say because the, the front page in Burnt Blood says blood for the blood god yeah, yeah. over and over <laughs> uh, deja vu oh sorry <laughs> sorry flashbacks oh my god I just had the very strangest sense of you're talking about a, a, an open diary and I'm like why the hell am I talking with John King about diaries in the middle of Haunted Game Cafe? <laughs> and then the, the triggers okay. like a whole like, a sequence of deja vu. I, I, I thought you were going to oh I thought you were just going to say that student from last year. Don't remind me. Yeah. <laughs> before that, I, I, I was worried that Tucker was having a problem. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh man, I hope, I hope having, that I hope that having, person's okay. Having PTSD in front of us. You know? No, no, like, no. It was, but yeah, no. I mean, it was. It's it's one of those things where, yeah, you you know, power. I, I really didn't know where to grade him, but complexity and fun and interest is definitely one of those ones. It's like again, it's all tailored towards the deck. So yeah, yeah. power wise, I it was really hard. You know, complexity I gave him an A, a plus. Power I think he's you know a B because he's I think he's with Starblaze, right? It's it's just kind of 
this feels like there needs to be something else. Yeah, I said more, more C to make him competitive about yeah. competitive with the tier one guy. I got to admit, when you were saying just then about that build, I the version I played um, for a stall champ was not a version I saw anyone else play, and I have seen him um, have at least moderate success since then. So, so maybe maybe I like C plus maybe B is more reasonable than that. I would say that one. Um, complexity, I think, at this point is is particularly um, uh, what do you call it? Personal on him, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's particularly subjective. Yeah. I mean, fun wise, I went straight for the B because he's whatever else you do with a guy, he's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. 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 Him and his yeah. him and his big big smash, and someone just going like, "So I can punch him," and then he gets angry. You know, it's, <laughs> this is this is not great. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's he's great fun to play. I don't, I haven't played him yet. I haven't built a deck because mm. I, I don't. Maybe maybe he seems interesting to play in in, in the ethereal ideological sense, mm-hmm. but I don't play chaos very much. Mm-hmm. So. He's down on your list. So there's so many other things you want to try first. Right. right that's that's right. kind of that's kind of where the dark Eldar are for me. There's so many other decks I want to try first, <laughs> and and by the time I get through them, they're like, oh, then you know, Chaplain Mavros comes out, and I want to play him. Now I want yep. to play a black, black Templar Unstoppable deck. Yep. Yep. We'll we'll talk about the remaining warlords next time, which who include Subject Omega, Gorzod, uh, who's been making a, quite a bit of a splash for himself, Mavros, who we've talked about already, and then uh, the upcoming Eldar warlord who likes her psychers and her warlords or his her. Oh, Do we know? Yeah. Um, I, I was certain at first. I am now no longer. <laughs> and I don't mean nasty in that one, but there's been a whole discussion. Well, maybe, oh, maybe the, so maybe the gender identity this, right? doesn't really matter. I well, guess. Yeah, well fair, I was yes. about to say, I'm reminded, yeah. of that li- I'm reminded of that line of the movie Aliens. Hey, when it's Eldar, it don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> fair comment. Yeah, so, but, but I, mean, I, I know what you mean. When, when, when she, as I identified, originally came out, um, it came out, holy cow, we're getting worse with this. Announced. Um, it was originally announced. Um, I went, okay, female character, name seems to line up. And then there was, seemed to be some dispute on that. And I think there's actually a decent chunk of discussion on the main thread on Card Game DB about this. Uh, I thought you'd it doesn't matter. We'll, 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 we can, we'll, we'll let them pick a pronoun when they feel tally. appropriately to do so. We'll just call it Tally. tally. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, so, no. so <laughs> Subject Omega, Gorzod, Mavros, and Talus Infernal. Will be next. Yep. Yeah, great. Now I'm gonna have to build the Tallywhacker deck. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is. That, that oh is, dear. That is very strange. <laughs> <laughs> very strange. So let's go from strange to talk about me winning. <laughs> <laughs> no, Which, that's still oh, strange. I'm sorry, that's I'm strange. Still strange. That's still strange. Still strange. Strange to stranger. No, no, it was. It was a. It was. I, I mean, we've we've. Dabbled on it a little bit. It was a great time. I, I mean, obviously going six. And I had a buy from a store championship, so we had four rounds and three rounds of elimination. And I had a ball. I went six and zero, oh, so that always helps the fun quotient. People, everybody got Necron stuff. There were fifteen people. We got everybody got Necron damage tokens. Everybody got a set of our blazing Gerarg Unstoppable. It also works awesome. for ranged. It also works for just about any trigger that, yeah. that you want to remember. Yeah, they were actually uh, came in pretty not handy. To, not to, not to toot our own horns, but I, I really think they've become they've come in useful. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's one of those little things you don't it's you don't realize you need it until oh that's useful. There that's really yeah. conven- it's, it's yeah it's just yeah. like one of those convenience things, especially with Mavros, being that he can trigger his units twice, uh-huh. so putting two of them on there. So we will. Uh, that those are really cool. We recorded quite a few games. I've posted quite a few of those things. We had uh, four wars represent, I believe. All four made the top cut, top top eight. Mm-hmm. We had a Morn make the top eight. 
and two shadow sons. Exactly. So, and Zarathur. Mm-hmm. That's who made the top. Zarathur was one so. thing I didn't brush up against actually. Yeah, yeah. there was, was a, there was well, what, Stephen what was, was playing what was Michael playing? Michael was playing Shadow Sun. Shadow Sun. You had you had a you had a there was a Marine Shadow Sun. There was a third Marine command of the deck, right? The, um, Stetson. I believe Stetson was, was yeah. Stetson got second. Yeah, he and was then, playing Space Marines. Yeah. Tau. Yeah. Yeah, and then then the other one was Michael. Michael's um, crossover bone slaughter. Yeah. Deck. Yeah. Oh, and so he was playing Tau Eldar. Yeah. Oh. That's the one, okay. that's the, that's the one I tested a, a day or so before. With oh him. right, 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 right. Spoiled, spoiled, mere twelve hours before. Kind of yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, Twenty-four yeah, hours yeah. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that was. Yeah. Well, Rough deck. Well, yeah, because because Michael went undefeated in Swiss. Mm-hmm. He just ran through his opponents from from what I heard. Yeah, four armor bane was uh, was tough to <laughs> tough oh to deal with. Four armor bane. How do you come up with four armor bane? By star put, cannons. Yeah, by putting the star cannons on the. Wasn't it? No, yeah. a star cannon. Uh, star, no. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So star cannon. But star cannon gives them uh, star cannon armor bane. Yeah. Yeah. Various it's vehicles. a hard it's a hard point. So you can attach and you have to attach it to a vehicle. Yeah. And vehicle and it gains armor bane. Oh my god! Yeah, so that on the, I think Whoa. I think he was hitting me with a Wild Rider Squadron at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, like, sorry. sorry. I'll, look, I'll look and think of oh there is, 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 is you is you sat in the gentleman's bar a couple of decades later saying, yes, the two the twenty tens I remember that. Michael, the last thing I saw of him was him hitting me with a star cannon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was it was a it was a tough deck to play, Michael. It, that was. Yeah, you you all deserve the top seed. It was a beast. So yeah. and kudos to whoever beat you, because <laughs> wow, man, I, I didn't have the answer. Yeah, and then, um, uh, but I ran the gauntlet. So I my day began in round two playing uh, a gentleman by the name of John. He came from Utah with his two boys. They they were a pleasure to play. It was it was his two boys were maybe thirteen and ten at most, yeah, twelve maybe and nine, younger. something yeah. like that. Yeah, so they were pretty cool. I played John. And he had a ranged orc deck, which actually, uh, had I not won the first planet right off, because I had initiative, so I went there, he avoided it, and then and then he challenged me on every other planet. He he put me in a bind, and but each of those, it was one of those games where each combat at each first planet was really, really close. It was like me playing one shields versus dying, right? And that one shield helps me win the planet. And I went, I, I won it in three, but it was tight every time. And then, so I played, started playing, he played Nazdrag Orcs, and then I played War, 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 <laughs> and then I played Shadow Sun for, for the finals. So I played the, the third round, I played David, I think. No, I played Elliot, then I played David, then I played Elliot, then I played David, <laughs> then I played. That's it. <laughs> because of the because of the cuts. The yeah, because of the cuts. Cow. So I played Elliot and then David, and then we had the cut, and then I played Elliot, and then <laughs> David, and then Rap. I played Shadow. So I ran this war gauntlet, and maybe that's you know I was, I honestly can't remember the planet flop in a lot of the wars the war games because it probably didn't matter. Yeah, because yeah, we're both, both weak. Well, I mean, right? I would say I think I think in that case there the planet the planet flop came down to turned it from war being powerful to both of you going okay who can handle this flop better oh and that brings yeah. up player wise so we we kind of ignored the op news from ffg we kind of ignored the organized play news but one of the things they changed that was effective as of this regionals was how how one determines initiative right so whereas before you you, you roll a die or you randomly it's randomly assigned mm-hmm. by the randomness mm-hmm. so if you flip a 
flip something. Coin, and you, you say, okay, Carl, you're heads, I'm tails. Mm. Flip a coin, boom, it lands tails. I have initiative. I have no choice. I have initiative. Right? They changed it this time. So you randomly determine a player, and then that player, before planets are revealed, before you've drawn a hand, anything mm -hmm. like that, that player decides on who is going to get initiative. Yeah. And I would like to hear from the community, if you have any opinions on this, I would love to have initiative every time. Because I'm going to have it. That means I'm going to have initiative at three planets before you have initiative at three planets. Mm -hmm. um, most of my uh, take a, take a counter example there. The Omega deck I'm running. Yeah. It's, re it's reactionary. I want you to. I want to respond to you. Well, but but there's there's having initiative. Mm -hmm. There's having initiative during the deploy phase and everything else, mm -hmm. and then there's having initiative during combat. Completely that's so. determined by Warlord, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. But again, that's in in, in in some of the decks I run, I am more than happy for you to have initiative. Certainly for planet one. Certainly, when I'm playing a deck that's happier later game, where I want to, or I want to get control around one, then fight on second round. Okay, okay, yeah. all right. I, mean, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I, I have definitely, ever since the choice option came out, I bounced back and forth. And with the decks I played, I found more than happy to go all you. Because whenever I say all you, my opponent goes, "Really? Really? <laughs> Hold on." <laughs> you know? All right, okay. And, and it yeah. doesn't affect the player. No, okay. Right. I mean, it would be nice to see the hand, for example, because obviously your hand could definitely change whether you would take initiative or not immediately, but that's why I think you don't get that. Yeah. Right, and, and yeah. the funny part is is they did they did something similar. Well, in Netrunner, they used to have you randomly, you you get random assignment, and then the person who wins the randomness plays one over, yeah. mm -hmm. decides what they're going to play first. Mm -hmm. Now in Netrunner, the person whose randomness is, who wins the randomness, that person plays one side first. I can't remember if it's Corporal Runner. But you're assigned a side. Mm -hmm. Right, I, I, so in it yeah. was like that in Conquest, kind of where you were assigned the randomness. In Netrunner, it was a choice, and now it's flipped. Yeah, mm. I, I think not to get off the Conquest bit. I think in Netrunner, there's um, in, in the tournament structure, there's a lot to be said about playing which side you want to first. Yeah, so yeah, we're, we're yeah, 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 that. yeah. That's, that's a different true, argument, true, but there's a heck of a lot to be said there true. in terms of playing which side you want to. Um, I'm not sure why they're given for the choice one. My feeling there is is to you, you to ask the question about your deck. Is there a circumstance in which I don't want initiative? Yeah. Right. That we talked about. I think we alluded to in an earlier podcast when we were talking about goes faster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know that could. That's be, a big deal. That yeah, could yeah, be yeah, that something. Timing. Yeah. But again, that's a com. Those effects so far are combat mm -hmm. um, centric. Yeah. So, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Hard to say. Hard to say. But yeah. but yeah. otherwise, I think it, it was a fantastic region. We had. We had a low turnout because we had, like Colorado is at, at this time of year, <laughs> we had a massive, well, if you believe the local media, it was going to be a massive snowstorm. And it wasn't anything like the one that we had two months ago. It was slushier. It was very, very damp. Yeah, I mean, it, was yeah. Very, it was a very wet snow. Yeah, the, stuff, the, the, the safety choices they made, like closing DIA, were completely reasonable. But in terms of travel, it was nowhere near as bad as it could have been. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Being someone who drove two, two and a half hours that day. So that weather kept some folks away. Uh, we were hoping for, I think I was thinking, 20 to 25 folks. And then as I was driving away, as I was reflecting on the day, I realized who I didn't see. I'm like, oh. Da, da, da. Yeah. So we ca I counted up about six or seven people who I didn't Honestly, weather-wise, weather the 15 we got, slightly surprised. I thought it was going to be worse than that with all the doom and gloom shouting beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck to those in regionals coming up. I know we, some of us locally had talked about making the trip to New Mexico and then things got the best of us and work schedules got the best of us. So um, there's one in Albuquerque uh, on April 30th. So good luck to that group.
So um, with um, Chaplin Mavros coming up next time, and obviously everyone um, playing him playing him extensively now, there's a lot of stuff to talk about on the Black Templars. Um, I'm not going to try and cram it all into one go. I'm going to throw a little um, snippet out about, um, I'd say, literally the signature unit of this um, warlord, the Emperor's Champion, and why the Emperor's Champion is interesting. The um, tradition of the Emperor's Champion dates back to the original Horus Heresy, in fact, the Battle of Terror, the assault on Earth itself. Um, the Imperial Fists, the chapter that then led to part, that split out part off into the Black Templars when the various chapters divided, divided out, the, Le the Imperial Fist Legion, I should clarify, they were obviously being siege experts, heavily and defensive experts, heavily entrenched in the defense of terror. They selected one of their number, Captain Sigismund, to act as the Emperor's Champion. They wanted a, a, a powerful warrior of theirs to go out and face the various great leaders of the, of the Chaos Forces, understanding that defeating their warlords, their champions, their greater demons would demoralize the approaching forces. Mm -hmm. They were so focused mm -hmm. on that idea. So they gave him the best weapons and armor they could, they, they pulled out the great relics, they geared him up as well as he could, and they sent him forth to t take on and challenge these opposing champions. And so ever since then, when the Black Templars um, divided off from the Imperial Fists and formed their own, their own I was going to say own smaller section, they're one of the biggest chapters around oh, <laughs> right now, they're, they're yeah, hugely yeah. numerous. But when they went on the Crusade, before every major battle, they followed the same tradition. One of their great warriors is chosen, geared up in the ceremonial armor reserved only for that position, given the black sword of the Emperor and sent forward to, um, to, to uh, take on the opposing champions of the, of the enemy forces. Well, cool. Yeah, and yeah. so one is chosen each time, huh? Every major battle. Yeah. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. That is cool. And th so, so thematically, that makes sense with the signature unit. I wonder, uh, mm -hmm. well, that's the Black Templars alone, though, right? Mm -hmm. Black Templars Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So we would have to wait. We would have to see if another Black Templar warlord came out to see that another edition of a, their champion. Mm hmm the champion. Yeah. I think the rules for him in that style are pretty much bang on. He, he doesn't hit particularly weakly. He's tough, as he should be. He's very well equipped and geared. Mm -hmm. um, if you put the black sword onto him proper, it becomes a very, very daunting prospect to attack. He's a good Oh, no, yeah. I, I put the black sword on him, and he, <laughs> yeah. all of a oh, sudden, he's awesome. like, oh, you're Oh, the he's always awesome. But, <laughs> yeah. but, but I, I got I to gotta say, you know, it's been pointed out, I, I, had mentioned this, I had mentioned this last podcast, his combat action. I thought it stopped area effect been pointed out nothing seems to stop area effects so. yeah well <laughs> well but the black sword does do damage to him when he's declared as the defender which is part of the requirement oh, that has been clarified right so it still so, it, so so he does so he's like i'm the i am the i am a the, the emperor's child says okay tactical squad cardenas you have to attack me so tactical squad goes okay i attack you and i'm using area effects yeah Right. So, so the but then so, but then as so soon the, as he's well, declared the, as a defender, yeah, so the step boom, the step is the, the tactical squad Cardenius yes. or whoever has the, the area effect. Let's 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 say the the vicious blood letter. Okay, saying all right, vicious blood letter, you attack my emperor's champion. And vicious blood letter goes all right. The, I have to declare an attack, De and then yeah, I'm declaring you as a defender. defender. And instead of doing damage. I am going to trigger yeah, my area. But that, we're saying that declare is the point where the two hits. Right, right but, but so, the black yes. sword, the two damage from the black sword hits upon that declaration of the Emperor's, Emperor's Champion being the defender. If the vicious bloodletter doesn't survive that too, he dies. And right, right. Dies. So, so, yeah. so right. There, therefore, so there's some things around it. Yeah, yeah, it just, you know, I, I was really deal. hoping just, you know, for an in-card effect, an in-unit effect that stopped <laughs> area effect. Yep. Just because, I mean, I've, I've built yep. decks. I've built it'll be, it'll be, it, it, it's, it, it, there's blanking cards. Yeah. Well, well Inevitable there's, there's betrayal from a, a Sarlene Morton. Right, well, well or, yeah. or even Squiggify, right? You know, Squiggify, yeah. But, but there's, not, there's, there's nothing that, that is an inherent action. 
Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping to see something like that eventually. Who knows? There's, a, but there's an old an older rule in the main 40k game, which I'm very surprised hasn't quite turned up in in um, Astro Militarum yet, since that's just classic. It's referred to as the Lookout Sir rule. You would have um, named parts of a unit. You'd have a regular unit of guys and some sergeant or some named guy. And when you were targeting who would get hit, which mi- miniature would get hit, you could you could go. I'm going to apply the lookout sir rule and replace that with a normal guy. Lookout sir. <laughs> what, if, what if there's a lookout sir? Where noble, guy, that's the noble yeah. deed. No. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Basically. So yeah. what if there's a lookout sir card in guard, which basically says when a unit would deal, deal AOE, apply all that new, uh, cumulative AOE damage to this guy. Oh. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, could be quite hilarious. Yeah. That yeah. could Look be. Out, that, that, so, watch, <laughs> watch. Let's have, we, we, haven't checked our, we haven't checked the internet today. Maybe there's an announcement of a war pack, and there's a, the, the warlord that does my, that very same thing. My, <laughs> my, my, my Sibyllic powers have just kind of like <laughs> called, called it in there. <laughs> then we'll really believe Carl is a psyker and should go on a black ship somewhere. Yeah, yep, there so. we go. <laughs> I already right. came one over here. It was flying. Well, it was cool, stuff. cool. Thanks to Haunted Game Cafe for the recording space. If you would like to join the discussion, have ideas for future episodes, feedback, or questions for us, you can contact us at tracksinsectorwarcast at gmail.com, via our Facebook page or Twitter at tracksinsectorwc, or leave a comment in the episode's comment section. This episode was sponsored in part by Rocky Mountain PC, where you can save 10% if you mention you heard about them here. Thanks for listening. The, the Emperor, Emperor Protects. protects.